Health is Wealth, and this is where we're going to talk about it. The Small Conversations for a Better World podcast with hosts Jillian McCormick and Susanna Steers. This podcast represents the opinions of the hosts and or their guests to the show. The content is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice nor establish legal standard of care. Hello, I'm Susanna Steers. And I'm Jillian McCormick. And this is the Small Conversations for a Better World podcast. We are working hard preparing season five. Can you believe that? Season five? And we're just popping in here to let you know what's coming up. We're about to do something that for some may feel like we're taking a hard left. We're going to change the format of the podcast this season. But we think you're going to want to stick around because in the end, it's definitely about health. We're dedicating our entire season five to decolonization. We've been wanting to broach this conversation since we started, but we didn't really feel like we knew enough. And really, we still don't. We are just two average Canadian cisgendered white settler women who are trying to figure out how to create the kind of world we want to live in. And our world includes all the people. We, as Canadians, watched this past summer while the graves of Indigenous children were confirmed on the grounds of multiple sites across Canada that were residential schools. It splashed across the news and it created a hubbub in the moment, but we don't want that conversation to end. These are hard conversations and we simply don't know enough. So here's the plan. We're going to take the Indigenous Canada course via Coursera.org that was developed by the University of Alberta Faculty of Native Studies. And we're planning to work our way through the course and learn the things that we haven't encountered before. Because I don't know about you, Jillian, but it certainly seems when I look back at the history I learned in school, there was a lot that was missing. There was a lot that was missing. And so Susanna and I kind of took a little peek inside this course in about August. We are really excited about doing the course when we found it. And, and, but we were actually still in the middle of producing season four at that time. So both of us kind of had to put it down. Remember, this is not for profit and totally off the side of our desks and <laughs> both have businesses and families and like a lot going on. So, you know, there was just like, let's do this one thing and finish season four, which is fantastic. By the way, I really loved some of the work we put out in season four. Me too. And then, and then this is a a real course though. And so when you, when you look at it, there's different units you're supposed to do every week and they have deadlines. Deadlines. More deadlines. More deadlines. Yeah, so it feels a little bit intimidating, um, but I'm here to tell you that when you log back in after many weeks of not having done any coursework, it says, hey, you want to reset your deadlines? <laughs> well, heck yes. It's like you've gone to the, the prof and you've said, I need an extension. <laughs> I really need an extension. You can have as many extensions as you need. There, there is no, There's no consequence for life getting in your way. So um it's a free course that's available online and and there it's it's really not as intimidating as you think so the whole idea is that we're taking this course 
And we want you to take it with us. We want you to join with us and learn the things that maybe we didn't learn in school. And then every two weeks, we're going to discuss the work from the course. We're going to go through the things that we've learned, ask some questions. Um, what did we not know? What, you know? What reflections do we have about what we're learning? We would really love it if you join us in this learning and uh, join in the conversation. So the purpose, if it's not clear for us, is to learn more about uh, the Indigenous relationship in our country, to educate ourselves, and to invite you to learn with us, to examine your own stories, and you can contribute too if it moves you. We would love that, actually. So what it looks like in terms of contributing at the moment is that you can email us at any time. That'll be, our email will be in the show notes. You can comment on social media very publicly. Do not forget, it's very public and we'll do our best. And we hope to have a question and answer episode later at the end with people who know. Many things are being decided at this point in time. So there's still stuff in the works, still stuff, still stuff happening in the background. So we want to acknowledge that this beautiful land of plenty that we both live, work, and play upon each day with our families is the, tradi- is the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish Nation, the Tsleil-Waututh Nation, and the Musqueam Nation. We want to let you know that we do not possess lived experience from an Indigenous perspective, as we are both, as we said, white settlers. Our podcast is made from the perspective of people without lived experience, for a group of people without lived experience. Our education about these topics has, to date, been very limited. And so we're aiming to address that lack. And we want to acknowledge that speaking about Indigenous history and Indigenous health from the lens of non-Indigenous people and non-Indigenous people involved in healthcare is not an attempt to add validity to Indigenous voices. These voices are intrinsically valid and do not require further validation from persons without lived experience. Our goal in discussing this topic this season is an act of knowledge translation in improving the accessibility of this topic to all who listen. And we're going to do our best to get it right. We will absolutely get it wrong sometimes, and we'll misunderstand or or not comprehend the fullness and the nuances of things. We're learning, and in that process, we're looking for ways to create bridges of understanding. We will be talking to and asking questions of knowledgeable people along the way. And we really hope that you'll engage with us in the process. If you're curious, if you have questions, if you have thoughts you want to add, please send us an email at info at smallconversationspodcast.ca or connect with us on social media. So Jillian, I kind of want to dig in before we go too much further to like, what's, what's your, what's your connection to this topic? Why is it something that you want to dig into? 
I think all Canadians have a, a relationship to the story. But mine in particular is that I grew up in uh, central Alberta. And for the first 10 years of my life, I was in uh, a really predominantly white community. I was in a small town and I went to school and I think that there were two families in that school who were people of color and none of them were indigenous. So I think my impression of that there were indigenous people in Canada was from whatever you would see on TV. Then I, uh, my mother uh, remarried my father is deceased and my mother remarried and we moved to a community that's a literal 20 minute drive from that original community. And that community is really close in approximation with uh, um, one of the reservations in Alberta. When I went to school, my brand new school in my brand new town where I didn't know anybody, a great proportion of the kids in my class were indigenous children and they were bussed in uh, from the reserve I can, uh, I can tell you that I remember being, it's a lot of feelings. I was like 11 years old. So, you know, keep in mind that there weren't, weren't a great understanding of the, of, uh, any of the subtext. Um, but all I knew was that there was a lot of tension in the classrooms that was different from the atmosphere of the classrooms I'd previously been in. And I knew that it had something to do with the color of everybody's skin being different uh, and that they got on buses and went back to their communities and the communities were different. Of course, because children are children. I had friends. I began to have friends who were in indigenous people and I wouldn't be allowed to go to their house, which was on the reservation. Um my family felt they needed to protect me by not sending me out there. And I can remember feeling like that was not fair. These were my friends and it didn't matter to me what their cultural background was. I, I loved them. They were my friends. I know that over the years, so that was one year of elementary school and then we had a junior high school and then we had a high school um, that was separate. And the, the numbers of kids who were Indigenous who were with us right to the end to graduation dwindled over the years as they made different choices and they went to different schools. And even though I got older, there weren't any great explanations as to why were their communities so different than ours and why was I not allowed to be out there? So I guess that's where I come to is the, this conversation from is that it was right in front of me and there was just so many feelings around uh, these very racist sort of undercurrents. And I want to push back into that racism now that I am equipped to do so. Yeah. How about you, Sue? It's, it's interesting. My, my, I guess, connection. I didn't feel like I had Indigenous people around me all that much. I grew up in Ottawa. And I think my first real sense that something was wrong was I was living in Montreal. I was in my early 20s in, uh, during the Oka crisis. And I remember seeing these, this, this conflict erupt onto the news 
platforms and and seeing the blockade and seeing the violence and seeing people with guns and the conflict between police and you know I understood that a golf course was trying to expand onto sacred burial grounds but I didn't I I don't know I was just so disconnected from the history that it felt like it didn't relate to me in any way it was a conflict that was happening over there and I it concerned me but I didn't really know what to do with it you know, the passion, the violence, the arrests, it all seemed so big and so beyond me at the time. And my little 20-something self just went on with my life, feeling quite disconnected from, from all that was going on. When I moved out to BC, um, it felt all a little bit closer. And, and over the years since then, seeing the conversations and the conflicts around traditional territories and hunting and fishing rights and seeing the racist interactions with between settlers and police um, across the country, whether it's fishermen in, in Nova Scotia or out here or, or stuff going on in ranchers in, in Alberta. The other thing was, was seeing and really feeling that successive governments were making all these big promises, but really it didn't look to me that anything was actually changing. But again, I sort of, I knew there was something drastically wrong and I didn't really know what to do with it. I didn't know how to address it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know, you know? Um, and it's uncomfortable to learn these things and to know that the actions taken by my forebears and by people around me now and myself in, in, in just living in a community that, that is oblivious sometimes that, that we've taken such drastic and destructive actions that are affecting the lives and, and pathways, uh, you know, generational pathways of people in our world, I, 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 at some point you have to go, okay, not knowing is not enough. It's there. It's right. As you said, it's right in front of me. Yes. So at some point that not knowing kind of becomes willful ignorance and I can't look away anymore. You know, I, I can't change what has been, has come before. But what I can do is learn as much as I can so that I can start to act in new ways to try and bridge the gap and and find some way forward that isn't harmful. That's really my purpose. I kind of think about Maya Angelou's quote, I did then what I knew how to do. And now that I know better, I do better. So that's my goal here is I want to learn how to do better. Yeah. And to your point, you kept mentioning how Oka was such a, it was so big, such a big, uncomfortable, you know, your 20 year old self was like, really don't know what to do with that. This feels bad, but I don't know what to do with it. By the time Oka happened, I had had so many conversations as a youth, much younger than that, that mm-hmm. I was, I, I inured to it. I didn't pay attention to Oka because I mm-hmm. already was like, it does not matter. I will not be able to have a conversation and change that. I will not be able to insert my like disappointment and confusion with the, the seemingly powerful people around me mm-hmm. to have them do anything with their power by the time Oka came around because I'd had so many repeated conversations over the years that had gone nowhere. Right. It's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. It's just the way it is. So we, you know, we've been programmed by our, by who, by our government to believe that this 
relationship and the way it's been enacted is appropriate. Yeah. And it's not. And it's not. It's so not. It's not appropriate. And I, I want to understand the history, like the, the real history. So Indigenous Canada course, here we come. I think some of you out there who listen might think, I oh, forget this. And I think some of you will commit to listening and we welcome you. And I think some of you might want to take that course with us. So here we are. Our first episode drops January 7th. You've got some time to get started, get ahead, <laughs> and, uh, and let's learn together. Let's learn together. Yeah. Let's change the conversation. Okay. So all the details are in the show notes. How to get to the course, Coursera.org, and it's called Indigenous Canada is the name of the course, and it's run out of the Faculty of Native Studies at the University of Alberta. Our episodes will be doing um, one each episode starting in January will cover two weeks of the class. Um, and again, it's our thoughts and impressions and just conversations about what we're learning. And we would really, really love for you to engage with us. That's all for today's small conversation. We'll be here next time. And we'll have the coffee on. If you liked what you heard, we encourage you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Better yet, subscribe and leave a review. That really helps to make it easier for others to find us to help broaden this small conversation.